The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is back. I got to say, G. Bush, I love that spot with you. I do. I I love it. I think it's well done. I love what you're saying there. And I happen to agree with you. Wherever I go in the United States, you'll find Cleveland Browns fans. They're they're, they're everywhere. everywhere. Especially older fans. Yeah. When when Jim Brown was great and and that era of fans, you go to Florida. Because when in those days, for people that are like 60 and older especially, there wasn't a lot of sports on TV, no. but the Browns were on all lot, over the country. They were great, and so you have fans in all London, parts of the country so that, that love the Browns. And then those, sometimes that fandom is passed down generations. Generations, yes, it does. So that's yes, why that I grew up. There big. were a lot of people that I grew up with in New York that were Browns fans. Sure. I met a lot of Browns fans in New York. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of female Brown fans too across the country. Cleveland fans, like we chicks take the, the Browns. Hit, There's no hit, doubt about that. You hit the road. You see yeah. that when the Browns hit the road, yeah. right? You There's really more do. women that like sports in Cleveland, I bet, than any other city in well, America. Well, yeah, we're up there for sure. We are definitely up When you there. go to the major metropolitan areas, it always it always shocks me when you, you, you'll you see educated female callers calling in sports shows. That's when you know yeah. they are diehards. You'll see that in yeah. New York, Philly, Boston. You see a ton of that here. Women in Cleveland love know sports, sports and they love sports. Um, let's take Mike's camera in the control room. I, Mike, leader in the clubhouse for me. I don't know where you on, are on this. Steve, do we know who sent that? Do we know uh, who? Mikey McNuggets? Yeah, Mikey McNuggets <laughs> is a great name. I love Mikey because he's got a youth look. He doesn't yeah, look yeah. 29. He looks 15. Yeah. And also. 15's generous. 15's generous. Yeah, 15 is generous. Yeah, when he shaves, he looks man. like he's in junior high. Right. Um, Mikey McNuggets, if we can find out, because I want to credit whoever came up with that. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty dope. Do we like that more than tenders? I like that oh, yeah, the best so far. Uh, yeah, okay, Mikey not, McNuggets it clubhouse. is. It's the all... leader in the clubhouse. We're going to have a, uh, a poll question. Twitter submission and poll by the end, a week from today. It's Wednesday. Okay. A week next Wednesday, we'll do a live unveiling changing of the Twitter handle. Oh, nice. UCSS nice. show. Ceremonial. So we have a week. All right. Mikey McNuggets, the leader right now. I don't yeah. hate it. I think tenders, Mikey McNuggets, and then I, I, I like cell block Mike. We can throw that on there. And we'll, That's we'll a good see. one. We'll keep it open for yeah. a couple of days, and then we'll, we'll decide re- re- the final re- four. Really quick, Mike, remember, hey, hey are, do you want to tell them? There's a lot of people that are interested in the new mailbag, right? There's people that say, hey, how can I be on the show? How can I be part of it? Right. Yeah, Let so them know what they can do. Email us at UCSS at WKYC.com. All right. Hit us up on Twitter at AltClee Sports or comment on the YouTube chat. We have Anthony to my right and Brianna to my left monitoring those for questions. We're taking Judge J questions, mailbag questions. Send us videos. Send us videos. We'll put it on air. I promise you. We'll so a air. video of them asking a yes. question? Yeah. Because yeah. I want to be able yeah. to see what these fans look yeah. like. Exactly. If they're going to cap on us, we have to be able to cap on them. Right. Yeah. Right? Let's and see how their lighting is. I'm going to call them all fat. I, I need that gear, too. <laughs> Please bring your best gear. Don't be on here with no gray t-shirt yeah. looking crazy. No, I need right. that Cleveland gear. Yeah. Hey, Steve, Bush, do, do we know we who you? came up with Mikey McNuggets? Well, you know what? Steve is our our executive producer. So, Steve, it only is fitting that you come up with the nickname. You get the credit. So, Steve would actually get credit for Mikey McNuggets. That's actually better than Mikey McTenders. It is. I like Mikey McNuggets. One thing real quick. G, can we see your shoes? Oh, let me. Let me yeah, the Jordans on. I think hey, if you want us to roast your shoes or your coworker who has terrible shoes, so hold on. So, so hold on. What are those? Listen, the fact that you this the throwback. This the cream, I love the color. This scene. the cream sickle. Yeah. This the, the shoes. They want to see your shoes. No, I got to give them the whole fit. Give them yeah. the whole. Yeah, fit. we saw the soles don't, don't, earlier. Don't march it. Not yeah. No, there we go. I, all I, I want to yeah, see we, the sides. Ah, here we go. Now Brad's injured. We got to put him on the IR. See them. These them them OVOs right here, man. What will set you back? Hey, look, look, these right here, shout out to my, my, my guy. If you don't got the green check, don't be buying no fake J's, bro. Right. What it cost you? These is light. A little slight, maybe 225 All right. Two and a quarter. Pricey, I, but worth it because they're iconic. Yeah, listen, I, I, this was, that's all they pay. They pay me in, in Jordans. They just, <laughs> just pull up and just give me the box. Here, let me let, let, me let you in a little secret. He used to ship them to the practice. We used to steal them from him. Oh, <laughs> from Michael? Me and Pip. <laughs> Me and Scott. You knew when they were coming in. My brother in. had some size 12. You need some 12. You need some Pip. Take these two boxes. So, so hold on. Did he the even car. notice they were gone? Oh, they were in the car by the time he got to the facility. We were gone. So, no, and then we sit there like this, Bulls. So preface this. I don't know what happened. So preface this, Brad. You was in the Bulls locker room. Yeah, stealing shoes. Mike used to get the shoes in. Nike used to come give them to him, right? So they were shipping them in boxes. So they yeah. would be on the practice court. 
court. Honest. So we didn't see the boxes. His name was on. We know what's in You're raising them. Because he wore new shoes every day. We were like this. Now, Pip had brothers. I had brothers. Like, it's not like, uncomfortable wearing size new shoes. Size 12. You'll never I, see these. I said, hold on. Throw your gunboats up there. What Listen, size you rolling these days? 16s, Adidas. Are you the bounce, kidding Alpha me? bounces. And 16, was, that's rough. And I was like this. He's not gonna miss these shoes. No, <laughs> I think he got like, a he got a like, discount. No, he's hold not on. gonna miss those so, shoes. So hold on. So let me. Let, I, we gotta ask. Yeah. If you if you pulled up on Mike. Yeah. And you say, hey Mike, I need a couple pair of J's. You you, you got that plug? If yeah. it was for you. Oh yeah, he gonna get them too. Okay. For everybody, that's, that's who would he not get them for? You know how many? It's like four he's people. A guy. It's four or five nice people in the guy. world that got that. They could call him up, like, <laughs> yeah. Yo, Mike. He let wants me to get, get them for Tony Kukoc. <laughs> hey, I, I, we're gonna talk Cavs and Evan Mobley. We're gonna do that in a second. But as long as we're on yeah. the yeah. fact that you were a teammate of Michael Jordan, yeah. can you give us a quick, like, your favorite Michael Jordan story? I know you got a hundred of them, and you've shared some of them with us. One that you funny. can actually share but on like, the air. Yeah, one that you can share <laughs> on the air. Don't get but canceled. But one that is kind of your go-to story about Jordan when you do the banquet circuit. What is your favorite story about Michael Jordan? Well, I said one of the, one of the ones I can just think of that I can actually say on the air <laughs> is this. He, he told me, we had a conversation, this maybe about 10 years after after we retired, right? And we were in a, uh, at a charity event of our ex-teammate Trent Tucker's in Minneapolis. And he had just had a, um, he had just got a divorce, basically, mm -hmm. and uh, pretty public. It was pretty public, and the split, the, the split was public. And, yeah, you know, because I'm friends with both of them, right? Sure. Him and his wife, ex-wife, and the sum was about 180 million dollars. Right. So we were, it was the the, the the event was in a casino, right? And so I, was, I pulled him to the side. I said, "Let me talk to you for a second. Because I saw the number in the paper, and I yeah. was stunned at the number. That's right? pocket change for and Mike. I, and I was stunned, and I was yeah. like, you, you had to tell me, how did you do that? How does it feel, right? And, you know, he gave me a quote, and I've never forgotten it to this day. He said, let me tell you something. My peace of mind is priceless. And I had to think about it, right? And it, it applies to everything. I'm not just talking about marriage or anything else. I don't care whatever you do. I like as you get older in life, it's not the money, it's not your acquisitions, it's not what you have. What you have is you better be at, be at peace with yourself, right? Yeah. And so I, I've never forgotten it. Right? So he's saying that like I, it was I, I owed it to take care of yep. her, and he she's sure taken did. care of, and I'm okay with yep. that. And he said I'm okay with and it. And that should have yeah. been your and final joint. And I was, was like, but the number was staggering. <laughs> it was staggering. I thought you were gonna say, and then he went to the roulette wheel. Oh, he he said, and 180 million on seven. <laughs> then he went back Spin it. He didn't go back gambling, right? But I just saying. <laughs> The stunning number was stunning. I was like, yeah. oh my yeah. God. I've heard I was, legendary I was like, stories about some poker games. How much money do you actually <laughs> have? <laughs> you tried to slide oh, up listen, underneath the table on that one. That wasn't half of it. No. no that wasn't oh even gosh. close to half of it. That, that Jordan, but, the, but it did the, take care of her yeah, forever. The Air Jordan deal has set him up for life. Oh, and did you see yeah. that they had a story about Magic Johnson turning down the, right, right. the, the, Nike. the Nike deal yeah, sure. some years ago and what, what he would have been worth today? Yeah, absolutely. So you think about that. that but you know that, what? I, I when I, I read that too and I questioned, I don't know that the brand would have been what it is nah. today. Mike was the perfect guy yes, he was. at the exact right time with the perfect product. Yes, he was. Where it, I'm was from, the, it was a perfect storm. Where I'm from, there's two people that's like, if your name is Michael Jackson, and, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. There's little kids that's born every day in the hood that ain't never seen no playoff well, games, nothing. But they know when Jordan. you ready to go to shoot school, you telling your mom, I need them right Stand there. Stand in yeah. line on uh, opening day for school, before school, and they do the new release of the yes. Jordan. It, it, is, it is a theatrical event. He will never be able, you LeBron know, will never be able to catch him just because, in my mind, a little bit just because of the, he's the, chasing the, a ghost. the, the, the cultural significance of it, it what is amazing all these years later that kids who didn't even see him play. I still be saying this. Yeah. I, was, I was my kids have me buying these shoes for Christmas. And no, I was like, I like this 35 years later. We still buying these shoes. It's really the MJ triplets and the price is triple. Oh, yeah. I know it triple. The, it's the MJ triplets. It's no question Michael Jordan and 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 Michael Jackson, but Magic Johnson yeah. had that impact as big as he could before things blew up with Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Like, he, <laughs> he had some. He was the uh, iconic guy too. Yeah. And, and let's be the, the cultural significance of Magic Johnson having HIV 
Oh, oh yeah. and was the fir first one to have it, and right. that man is still here to this right. day. Yeah. We all thought it was crazy. a death sentence at the time. Okay. We all thought crazy. it was a death sentence uh, at the time, yeah. uh, Mikey McNuggets just got my ear and says he's got some breaking news. I don't know yeah. what he's about to drop on us, but go ahead. Yeah, Mandy Bell just tweeted that uh, Terry Francona tested positive for COVID. Oh, wow. And will not be on the mm. bench for today's game in Chicago. Mm. Bench coach D. Marlo Hale will fill in. Okay. That's from Mandy Bell. So, All right, very good. No Tito. No, yeah. th thanks for that nugget. Um, yeah. I mean, we saw last year when the Indians were without Tito. Dollar in the jar. No, they were the Indians last oh, year. Oh, okay, fair. When they yeah. were without <laughs> Tito last <laughs> year. I'm not going to say when the Guardians were without right, Tito right, last that's year. True. When the Indians were without Tito last year, there was something, there was just that spark yeah. that was missing. Right. Well, that was a long stretch, hopefully on it a was, short. It was, but I, but I yeah. imagine he'll be out at least a week. Well, if he's That's vaccinated, he could test. Mike Mustakis of the Reds went on the, the COVID days. list and was back 24 hours later. Yeah, but if look he's at vaccinated. Yu, Yu Chang has been gone. He was out for a, a long stretch when it he got COVID. It depends on the individual. Yeah. I'm saying it is yeah, possible yeah. if you're vaccinated sure. to come back quick. But he's going to miss a number of games. Yeah, the one know? thing I'm worried about is does it spread through the team? Like, yeah, is that, no, that, that and that is that. That's obviously yeah, a big that's concern. The All right, um, Brad, we're going to stay in your wheelhouse right, because there was a stretch, and really I think it's ended because of what the Cavs are doing. There was a stretch where the big man was. You'd look around and say, where'd he go? He wasn't in the NBA. And when you played, obviously, big men were were the the building block for so mm -hmm. many teams. But now the Cavs are trying to sort of flip the script. Well, and back. with Evan Mobley, who I think is just a wonderful kid, young, he's 20 years old, he's come in, he's, I think he's outperformed even our greatest expectations of him no coming doubt. out of USC. The big question that, I, that I think a lot of fans have about Evan Mobley, we see what he can do night in and night out, but does he have that extra something special that, say, Giannis brings to Milwaukee, where he was able to say, Guys, rally around me, give me the pieces, and we can win a championship here. Can Mobley do that here in Cleveland? So let me first say, Evan Mobley is a special talent. He's a very special talent. He is a, one of the pieces that the Cavaliers have that have put him back in a prominent position. So let me be clear that they turned back the clock and basically went back to old school basketball, went to a front line of seven foot, seven foot, seven foot across the front unheard line. Unheard of. Today. Which was, well, it was unheard of in this in these current days, yeah. but it is very reminiscent of when I was playing, right? Takes and you so, back to the right, Twin Towers. There was, there was no, there was no uh, team in this league that could really defend that when it was at full strength, and that's why yeah. the Cavaliers had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, promise going forward. But so getting to Evan Mobley, he is a great talent here. He is not a talent I think you can ride all the way in, but the Cavs are built on a, a team concept, not one guy showing the way all mm -hmm. the way through it. And I, and I think in longevity, when you have a team built like that, Celtics, teams of that nature are built with multiple, multiple disciplines, you have a chance to go longer. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just tell you here, it took us a long time. I've been broadcasting for the Cavaliers for 12 years, right? It took us a long time to get to this point post LeBron, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of a lot of bad games we had to watch here, a lot of bad basketball. <laughs> yeah, here. even right. before right. LeBron, Brad, like since the Darty Price, those guys' years, the Cavs have been awful pretty much every year. If LeBron was except for on the LeBron, roster. yeah, right. they did have you know one or two decent years, but but. Pretty much they've been awful. Well, the Cavaliers, uh, I don't go back to that. Yeah. They panicked after we beat them in 89 and what happened. They yeah. broke apart that team. Yeah. And I think it set them back a long time. I think they learned from that. But where we are now is yeah. we've retooled. I think they've done a great job putting this young nucleus together. Yeah. The question this summer is, will we push Evan Mobley be better? Right? Can he get better? I think his upside is tremendously high. Does right? he not have that interior drive on no. his own? At 20, you have to learn this league. Not many walk in at 18, 19, dominating this league. No. You have to wait four or five years here to develop into what we see ultimately. Look at Giannis. When Giannis, I remember when Giannis yeah. was rookie year. I was like, but I'm like, who is this? I'm like, who is this? Can I'm we like, see that kind of growth with that? So you can see that if you got right people beside him, bringing yeah. him up in training. You have to learn this game. I would just tell you this though. In that, we have other pieces around. The Cavaliers have to make significant decisions this season about yeah. where we're going. Because I think this, right? On the outskirt, I'll go to the West Coast, G. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not trying to retool the Lakers here. 
I have two assets. You're gonna blow them up, start over. Yeah, I think in in this league, what what the Lakers will realize this summer is that that they have mm-hmm. two assets to only get better. Because if you stay with these assets, they're probably gonna walk away. You're gonna get nothing. Right, know, right, right, right. And so there's a pathway forward here because I think what's missing on the Cavaliers team is is a person, a talent that can nurture young talent, right? But we don't need a talent to come in here and take over the show. We need so, you to be Oscar Robertson to the Milwaukee so, Bucks so when Kareem. No. I'm just giving you the I'm giving you the tea leaves out here. I'm yeah. not a fool. I'm not a fool. <laughs> here, right? But weren't you impressed with LeBron? That's yeah. what he's saying. Weren't you impressed with Evan Mobley's offensive game as a rookie? No, I yeah. didn't think he. I thought he'd be good defensively and bull. And I watched him at USC. He's yeah. a talent. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, when people were passing him, I'm like, you're yeah. foolish. I'm yeah. like, you're not watching. You're not knowing what you're watching. Right. This guy is a talent that you can yeah. ride in on here, right? But as we as, as we allow him to grow, we have to surround him with other players. Are you be, are, so are you proposing a LeBron James LeBron return? Oh, I'm supro- is he that I'm, guy? I'm, that- I'm, supro- I'm, I'm, I'm proposing this that I'm always trying to get better. <laughs> if I learn anything from the Bulls and the Pistons, it's like, how do I get better? Yeah. DeJounte Murray. Not here. A, a conference, <laughs> a, conference a, a division championship is not my goal here. Right. It's riding it all the way to the that's end, right. right? Well, that should be the end goal of well, every no, team. Well, no, no, because some people are about the money and some people don't know how to do that, Jay. Yeah, but they, I don't they, think they Dan don't. is. I think no, Dan no. wants I think to Dan, I think Dan wants to be there. Sure. Right. So it's taken us a while to get here. We have the pieces, Mobley, Garland. We have Sexton sitting out here on the sideline, right? Yeah. So we've got the pieces here. Kevin Love has uh, fallen to a place where he can come off the bench and give us some, yeah. some proper production. Do you think production. he provides the proper guidance and leadership? Because I know a lot of the young guys, Garland, a lot of them have mentioned they've learned how to be a professional from Kevin Love. There's value in that. So he has been great to this yep. team. The difference is when you have a top talent, a top-tier talent is respected throughout this league through and through, their command of the locker room is so much better, right? It's just so it's just different. They've earned that. It's, it's different. And I'm saying what's floating out here in the NBA, the Cavaliers have a chance. The only problem for the Cavaliers is if you're looking for a, at a piece like that, people are going to want to extract something from you. Right. right? No. Can LeBron a, be, don't, don't give me some low, low, low. It comes at a cost. Yeah. But so can you have LeBron, to decide, do you want to do that or not? Greg, can LeBron come back? And it not be just the LeBron show again. Well, I, I'm not sure that. And I'm here. I've been talking anybody. I'm just giving yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But I would tell you this. I don't think he can come back in in the form we see him in now because I right. think it's detrimental to everyone else. Yes. Right? But will because, he? Right. We talked about Jarvis well, Landry. He, he can set his ego. Will LeBron well, here, be able to do that? Let me just say because yeah. here, he doesn't notice yet, but he's closer to the end than the beginning, right? No one has won against. Well, Bob I mean, Bob. if you do any math at all, right. no one he has, has to no, know that. No, no they uh, here. I mean, he doesn't around. have 16 more years uh, in him. He's, he's, he's not that crazy. Guys that have no, never known when when it was time because they're so used to playing at a high level. Sure. I mean, at some point, you have to. Adjust. We've never seen LeBron to, not play at a high to, level. You have yeah. to adjust Ever. your game here, right? Yeah. And that's why I threw out the thing about Oscar Robinson. Right. He was a triple double machine in the NBA, <laughs> yeah. but when he came to Milwaukee, he had to tone the game back. So that the other Bucks could go forward. I think. I think when you look at it, if LeBron and I don't, I don't know how this morphed into LeBron. But yeah. <laughs> if LeBron comes back and Evan Mobley is at a point where Evan Mobley, because to me, Evan Mobley is a mix between Duncan and Kevin Garnett a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, and, and, that's and if he makes now, there's superstars. There's Pretty stars. If, if 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 Evan Mobley is a superstar, I'm talking 22. 12 rebounds, three blocks a game. Yeah. I think LeBron starts to see. Well, hold on, let me see. I, I don't really got to. I don't four. have to do that. I don't got to yeah. play four. I don't, I don't have to do that. I, they, they, they got Jared Allen. He, 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 he do the dirty yeah. work. I ain't got to do that either. Well, they what are the bur- Cavs trading to get him? Well, I'm not well, trading Garland. Well, here they're going to be asking for a high price. And yes. so, so Who's I'm, your I'm, I'm not even on this team. You say you have to give up something to get something. I, 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 Who are the guys that you would not? I'm, I'm not, I'm not moving Mobley. Two guys. Right. I'm not moving Garland. Yeah, those right. are my those two. Are, those I'm are not moving ones. Allen either. Right. I think he's yeah, important Allen's part. Well, such a see, but here, but you, you know want, the teams are going to want. Better, better, yeah, yeah, right. If you want to get better, yeah. then you well, got to give up something here. Well, that's what we were talking the other day when you weren't here about trading Colin Sexton as the key piece to get Dejounte Murray from San Antonio, who I love and I think is a really good player, and he learned from those great veterans Parker and Ginobili when they were still a championship team. And he's a great player on a, on a would bad you do, team. Would you, would you entertain? And there were a lot more moving parts. Yeah. There were a lot of Cavs draft picks. But are you at least intrigued by a deal that could include those two players in the swap? No. 
Yeah, see, <laughs> that, I, I, no. I'm with you. No. I, I here, don't want to break that the, core up. The difference is you have a yeah. great core here, and the only way I'm going to break this core up if I get something of, of greater value, right? And the only but greater, he is a better player, much better say, player. When you take a yeah. when you when you take a legitimate, yeah. I'm not saying he's not a legitimate, a legitimate yeah. superstar or veteran player in this league. When you insert him in the locker room right. and around young, what players, happens to the chemistry? It goes up. Yeah. David Robinson to Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. How many years was Duncan under Robinson's tutelage? Right, right, right. Before yeah. he surpassed Robinson. Well, that's why that's, they're that's what's that's, happening here. That's why they had such a long run at the top, right? Because they had one superstar passing the baton willingly and willingly. checking his ego. Yeah. And then you had the, the underling superstar Never had an ego either. I'm a, I'm a, didn't have the pressure because the, the superstar carried the load. I didn't. At have, first I, I he did. Yeah. I didn't carry that heat, right? Yeah. And I trained you up here. And, and, and after clear, I trained you that up, that was perfect. That's what happened. But, but LeBron James has carried a lot of folks, man. But we don't remember how bad these teams were. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving has never looked better, opposite of any other Kyrie superstar. On court. Yeah. Other than LeBron, he's played yeah. with Durant. He's 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 played with the Boston Celtics who are loaded. Oh, look, at, Harden, look at the roster he's Tatum. playing with now. Harden, yeah. and he, you're right. I don't think he's ever looked like the same guy. He's still a dynamic player. Yeah. But I, I thought the perfect storm for both of those guys was one another. Yeah. And and I think they both miss one another. To be there's honest, no, there's no question. Well, I want to move to uh, to a segment that we've been talking about a yeah. lot, rehearsing, but we haven't <laughs> done it yet. So bear with us. We don't know how this is going to work <laughs> out. But right now it is time for roll it. It works. <laughs> all right, first of all, round of applause because the tape rolled all the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 Steve. yeah, yeah. Direct to Steve in there. <laughs> Make it work. In fairness to Steve, the last time the machine froze up. Yeah, it happened. Not his fault. Okay, so Archie, what is Shop Talk? Explain here. it to I, us and talk it, take you, us through you it. You know, Shop Talk, see, nowadays, we can't be real with nobody, right? Be real. We, yeah. we, 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 there's a thing. Everybody wants it to be even. But we mm. should celebrate the difference in culture, That's right. right? We should celebrate embrace it. Embrace, embrace it. it. And you can teach me something. I can, You can teach me something and we can teach you We're something. We're all here to learn. We're all That's here to right. learn. So in this episode of Shop Talk, we're going to give you five things that only brothers understand. <laughs> and we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see if Bull get it. We're going to see if Jay get it. Who does and, better? And, and, I want to see if Brad gets it. Brad might lose his brother generation here. And by the way, put in the comment <laughs> section. Take my card. Hey, put in the comment section. In the comment section. If you get it, just yeah. put. If you know, you know. Yeah, just go you know, ahead and put, it, know, down, you put know. it down. All right, roll. What's number one? What's roll number one? Okay. Growing up black. Growing, growing up black. Oh, I know exactly what that when means. When you hungry as hell, yeah. and church was supposed to get out at 12, but it's 145. Y'all like to, y'all like to extend your oh, services yeah, yeah, past the one yeah, hour mark. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been to some black churches, you're the, yeah. and you're there's the passions. tapping feet like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Come on, here. my stomach's drunk when we're about to wrap this up. You got food and the game is coming on. Like, hold on now. One o'clock kickoff. One o'clock kickoff. Hey, you go. <laughs> I may not have gone to a black church as a kid, but I went to temple, a, a, a very religious temple, because my dad was super religious as a kid. And I'd be like, Dad, I'm starving. Get us the hell out of here. Like, you, you do look at your dad. Because yeah. my dad only had a couple rules. Like, he said, listen, my, my mom really ran the ship. She does a shout out to Dorothy. But he'd be like, look, man, this game about to come on. These Browns is coming on. We got to go. Do not mess with me and stop sitting in the collection plate around. We don't need no more altar calls. <laughs> if you know, what about you the, know. What All about right. the food in the back parlor when they started oh. the cakes and the pastries? and little yeah. Now, they started oh. after a while. They just started having men's and women's Sunday. Yeah. And you just eat <laughs> afterwards. Right. And you're exactly. like, well. I feel like we're one for one. <laughs> we, I mean, I yeah, like we all thought that. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, let's go. Number two. Number two. Oh, man. <laughs> you ask your people's man, can we get McDonald's? You got McDonald's money. <laughs> <laughs> so as, I'm as a parent driving a car, <laughs> you have McDonald's money? No, <laughs> no, we're not going, we're to, not going to McDonald's. <laughs> and it's like what? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm confused. I'm like, but it's t- they got a dollar menu now. <laughs> it's like three dollars. <laughs> Listen, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I know. You still got to pull your own weight, yeah, man. Yeah, and a- and if things are tight. Look, you got the money for that? No, then pass. What's that? Oh, uh, let's get it. Let's keep All it right, moving. We, we got yeah, it. Go he said, "Hurry Number up." Number three. 
Oh, we gotta listen. You feel sorry for when you feel when you feel sorry for every little boy and girl who did this in public because you knew the consequences. Oh, you about to oh. get a whooping. Oh, oh, yeah. oh you about oh, to get hey. a whooping. Jay, here's yes. the thing. Don't you fall out on me up that in here. Fall out <laughs> on me around here. That's, you fall. Here. Then you got to grit, you got grit your teeth like don't you, don't you fall on me. Yeah, don't make me do this in public. <laughs> you see that little boy's legs is behind him. He full. He, he, he uh -uh. left then you, got, then you have the adults in the background bull, bull, uh, bull doing like this. They're about to get real. They're uh -oh. shaking. The ones that are the bystanders, they're, yeah. they're shaking their head like, mm, you in trouble. No, mm, I, you mm, like, mm, I'm, I'm trying to be mm, a mentor. Mm, I'm like, oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm a mentor. <laughs> hey, don't do that. Hey, look, look, Listen. I'm sorry. The gun. <laughs> That usually doesn't cut it though. No, if you fall out in public. No. Oh, the best. They never yeah, forget. They don't get just, it. Right hey, when you get in the house, fall, you can fall out in Lowe's. They still get it. They're like, yeah, don't I, you fall out in Lowe's over I, here. I saw a kid going nuts at the grocery store once. I said to the cashier, he's in trouble. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gonna he's in trouble. trouble. Yeah. All right, number four. Yeah. Number four. Let's get to it, man. Ooh. Growing up black, when your mom brushed your hair and she almost brushed your ears, your forehead, neck with the, them plastic brushes nah, nah. right there. Yeah, that's Do y'all know what's happening here? Yeah. Because uh, you hear I, kids screaming. Oh, oh my hair! Yeah. Oh. That, like like a got, murder's going on here. And, and you know when you do pictures, right? Oh, they yeah. used to give them combs out. Oh yeah. And I was confused when I was in elementary school because it was just me. I'm like, why did I? I don't got. I got a brush. My mom would put that Vaseline or grease on my hair, <laughs> and she brushed that thing. That see, if you know, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. Sunday morning, that hurts. And then finally, let's get to the final mm. one. Uh, this this is tough. This is tough. Everybody's mama got a picture with that straw chair. Oh, see, I'm, I'm out on that one. I, I hey, don't remember Brianna, that. She, look, Brianna, she's why? like, oh, listen, wait, why? You know, Is the wicker chair like just a big deal? Them the younger with mama. all the kids yeah, around. Them the younger mamas, right? Was it at the club scene? Is that what the picture was at the club scene? That's that right. wicker That's chair. I don't know. You don't know what, what it is? I don't but, know. Everybody <laughs> had them. Everybody was using them. I had 35 cousins with senior pictures with the back. Backdrop, backdrop and it was kind of high it was right here like a, oh. like a throne if you and, and if you know you know all right yeah. very good i was out on that one i, I, feel like I'm I did not five. know about that uh, you know, three not for bad. Five. that's not three, bad batting three for five is dope yeah. i felt i felt all of them but the straw chair yeah. I mean, now i know <laughs> now, now know. i know and you know what that's part of the beauty of this show that's part Cultural exchange, uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, now you know what's going to happen, though. Now I'm going to see that picture everywhere. And I'm going to be like, yo, yeah, D-Money, yeah, he that. talking? I, now you're going to notice it. Right. That's great. Yeah. All right, um, taking a quick break. When we come back, really excited about this. Joe Thomas, the great Joe Thomas, joins the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. He's going to be a regular on the program, too, kids. His first interview with the gang on the other side of this quick break. Stay with us. Dude, that was great. Yeah, Those were right. awesome. <laughs> All right, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is back. Um, we're going to throw out a call to action to our viewers. If you've got one of those family pictures with mom in the straw chair, gotta see we want to see it. We want to see it. We yeah. want to see just how big a thing it is. And by the way, we talked about it just a little bit earlier. All the women that support Cleveland teams, look how many people is in the building. Chloe F. is here. Sonya Wilson. Chloe F. is a regular, right? She's a regular. Kathleen Mills is in there. Linda Mayo is here. There are so many women who support. Shout um, out to just, women. Just love the, 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 the Cleveland sports scene. We appreciate you for checking in. Absolutely. Out. And they're watching, so they're diehards. Yeah. They're not casual fans. Right. They're, they're totally into it. All right, uh, without further ado, I'm pumped uh, to bring in our next guest. One of the, I think one of the top linemen in the history of the NFL is clearly one of the best ever to do it for the Cleveland Browns. Joe Thomas joins us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Joe, Joe, Joe I got, I want to start with something that is going to blow you away. Now you're known as Skinny Joe Thomas. Okay, it's that's, absurd. That's kind of what we call you. Uh, the Bull says that he doesn't like Skinny Joe Thomas. He likes Ooh. heavier, stockier Joe Thomas. Like, what do you What do you make of that, Joe? That was like that was the one thing I could say. Like you're this great athlete. You're a great guy. It's like at least he's not that you were fat, but you were just big. I'm like, hey, at least <laughs> I'm like Joe. We're both 300 pounds. Now you're skinny as a rail. I don't even have that. No, I mean, come no. on. Joe I am ahead. so sorry. I, I hope that I'm never going to go back to Fat Joe. I'm <laughs> <laughs> My knees are much happier yes. as skinnier. Not skinny, but not as Fat Joe. Can, can you put me on the Joe Thomas diet? I mean, can you help me here? I, oh, I got to be skinny easy. like you. It, uh, it's easy, but it does take a little bit of discipline. So maybe we'll have to download uh, after the show and uh, get after it a little bit. He's saying Joe, I got no discipline. Joe, how much less? Yeah, pretty much. 
How much <laughs> less is there of Joe Thomas today yeah. than when you played your last game? Uh, I think I'm about 50 pounds less than I was when I finished my career. The heaviest I ever played with played out was like 325, and right. I'm like 260 ish now. Okay. And my last season, I was right around 300, 305. Great! Wow. Man, your career, Joe, is one for the record books. Um, it's, it, it started um, in Wisconsin, came through Cleveland, will end in Canton. When mm. you look back on your career, what's the thing that you're most proud of? The, the thing that when, when you go into Canton, the one thing that's going to make you say, yeah, I belong here. Uh, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, growing up as a Green Bay Packer fan in the 90s, I think that loyalty was really important to me, to my family, to the players that I cheered for when I was growing up. And the fact that I played in Cleveland for all 11 seasons of my career, I think that has become a little bit unique for a lot of players. Uh, yeah. You don't see that all that often anymore. I mean, if there was one guy that you were saying, hey, this guy's going to be loyal and he's going to start his career and finish his Hall of Fame career all in the same place. It would have been Tom Brady. And then now he's yeah. going on his third season in Tampa Bay. So um, I've got a lot of pride that uh, I stayed in Cleveland and it was my life's work, even though it didn't pan out, to turn the Cleveland Browns around and to turn the Browns into a, a Super Bowl contender. And I think just my commitment and discipline um, and loyalty – I think sticks out, and that's probably what I'm I'm fairly proud of. Yeah, you should Joe, be, you Joe. Should to be. that point, you know, a lot, for fans who maybe forgot, probably most fans remember because people are obsessed with the Browns and don't forget anything. But you had a chance to go to Denver, right? They were offering the Browns a first round pick later in your career, and nobody, I don't think anybody would have blamed you for going for a chance <laughs> to win. But you ultimately you didn't want to go. Talk about that specifically, you know, and why you didn't go in the end. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, you know, I, I was uh, mentally diseased every offseason. I convinced myself that the Browns were going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, this signing of Josh McCown and Seneca Wallace, that's that's the guy we needed. He was taking us to the promised land. You know, but I think that's the yeah. mindset that you have to get into as a player. Um, you have to believe in your roster and your team and the moves that you've made to get the most out of yourself, right? Because yeah. if you go in an every season thinking, ah, we're no good. You know, we're not going to do anything this year. We have no chance to make the playoffs. How are you going to push yourself? Because you always want to put yourself in that position to be able to make the play when you're called upon. And in the offseason, that dream is, you know, in the playoffs, they're going to expect me to be able to block Dwight Freeney coming off the edge on third and 10 when the game's on the line. So I got to train like we're going to be in that situation. Um, and so I think it was, it was easy for me because, like I mentioned earlier, my – mission when I got to the NFL was, hey, I want to turn this organization around. Cleveland is home to me. The Browns are not only the team that I play for, but it's now my favorite team in the NFL. That's why I'm such a big fan right now, and I'm raising my kids as Browns fans Love it. Um, because I felt like I was such a part of the organization that this is where I wanted to be, and I felt how special it would be to turn around uh, one of the most proud franchises in the NFL that had been down so long. To me, that was the ultimate uh, payoff to be able to do that. Like that would be so much better than just going to a team and winning a Super Bowl that was already there, that had already, uh, you know, been playing really good football when I got there. Like to be part of the turnaround would be way more special. And so I always wanted to be part of that. And I, you know, when the Denver stuff came up, I mean, I was under contract, so it wasn't like I had the opportunity as a free agent to leave, but certainly I could have made enough of a stink where the Browns had to trade me um, when Denver put the offers on the table. Um, but I didn't really want to go. I wanted to be part of the turnaround well, in Cleveland. That's why like we I love mentioned. Them so much. Love them. Yeah, that's, man. That's I, I felt like we could do it. I felt like we were we were close. Apparently, you know, obviously we weren't, but yeah. <laughs> in my mind we were. You know, Joe. Obviously, you you on the, on the waiting list. Like you you you're gonna go into the Hall of Fame first ballot, um, which is a great honor. Would you trade your gold jacket for a Super Bowl ring? Or or even not just the Super Bowl ring, would you trade your gold jacket for the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl? It's not guaranteed if you win or not. Mm. See, he hasn't frozen. He's just deep in thought. Yes, he's just like thinking. <laughs> he might, he's, that was one of the greatest questions of he all time. So no, I love that question, uh, G. In fact, yeah. it, it was so good. 
He's just stuck in the moment thinking about it. Yeah, we're going we're, we're working feverishly to un, to unfreeze him. But that's that's a great question because one is immortality. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of asking like, would you trade a lifetime of immortality and fame? Because when you go into the Hall of Fame, you become an industry. Yeah. And right. you can monetize that. But guessing that. Joe, but he would you, I know it. what he's going to yeah, say. Of course. I, I, I at least I think I know what yeah. he's going to say. And, and that's why I plea bargained back. I said, well. You yeah. don't win. That's a serious question. You, yeah. you, you, that's yeah. a very serious question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. a thoughtful question. Because I, 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 I'm a firm believer of this, right? This country will never see a Super Bowl like a Cleveland Browns oh, Super Bowl. You're right. No, you're I right. Just wonder because if the Cleveland look. Browns ever made a Super Bowl, man. the place wherever it's being held at would be yep. flooded with so many oh my folks. God. So it would be like We have Joe? Oh, Great. Joe, we, 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 you, that question was so good that you actually, your picture froze. Yeah. So now we, we, we <laughs> and we've built up your response. We, we think we know what you're going to yeah. say, but we're not sure. I love it. So answer G's question. That's such a good one. Mm-hmm. So Super Bowl or gold jacket? I'm assuming because um, yeah. the question was so good, it froze right in the middle of it for yeah. me. So uh, I mean, to be part of winning a Super Bowl in Cleveland, something they've never done, it would be easy for me to say win a Super Bowl. So that's what I'm going to say because it's obvious. If this was maybe New England and we'd already won six of them, and it was like, would you rather win seven or six in the Hall of Fame? Eh, I think yeah. I'm going with the gold jacket in six. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Going back to the previous question, being in Cleveland and turning it around and winning a Super Bowl, that would be more special, and there would be fewer people that could say, I was part of that, than there are people in the Hall of Fame. And when you look at, hey, what do you want to accomplish in your career, no matter what space or profession you're in, to be doing things that are at the top of your business that are the most rare, like those are the coolest things to be able to accomplish. And taking the Browns to the mountaintop, that would be the ultimate. I think that's what separates Joe from most players. Right. I think if you ask that question to all of the current players, I, I think the vast majority would say, give me that immortality. And But, mm. I, you know, Joe is more about team than individual. I think you're, the day you were drafted, this I, I knew we were going to love you in Cleveland from jump. You passed on the invitation to go to the draft in New York. <laughs> you said, no, I think I'm going to go fishing with Pops. In yeah. that moment, I said, this is our guy. That's high on the gets us mm. meter. In it, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got us, <laughs> yeah. and you had us at hello, Joe. So, Joe, let me, yeah, let, me, t- let, me let me jump in here for, from the standpoint. So, I, I went to full truth to disclosure. I went to Wisconsin for a couple of years, too. So, um, Ooh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, 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 I Before can, he saw I, the light I, and transferred to I, Ohio State. I can bring up the college. So, you, what you're saying is you weren't playing at Wisconsin yeah, because yeah. the quality of your teammates was too high. <laughs> there he is. He already understands. My, my, he already understands. Yeah, he gets right. it. Right. I gave it a, I gave it a go though, right? So here. I won't even I won't even ask you about the college club, right? because I, I know that's still yeah, in existence. That's a good spot. There. Yeah, good spot. Right? Right. Real good spot, right? Still rocking. But but I want you to I want you to for our viewers to, to, to equate playing in Camp Randall and the traditions of Camp Randall and how that prepared mm. you to come play in front of the Cleveland fans mm. here. Well, Camp Randall, it is a rocking place. Uh it is a lot of fun playing there. The fans are fantastic. Um, but I, it's a different atmosphere. I, I always tell people like when Browns fans are in their seats and they're watching the game, they're watching every single snap. They're still having their pops. They're still having their adult beverages. They're partying. They're having a good time, but they are locked into every single thing that happens and they're living and dying with the wins and the losses and every single play that happens. Camp Randall is much more of like a carnival atmosphere where everybody that goes, they're going to have a lot of fun. They might not be paying attention to the game the entire time. They're having their pops beforehand or under under their, uh, their jackets. But, um, <laughs> you know, win or lose, they're not quite as concerned about that. It's, it's more about being there and being part of the party and being part of the fun. So um, I think both games are awesome to go to. I think there's a much greater risk-reward paradigm when you go to a Browns game because if they win, it is the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> but if they lose, you're down in the dumps. Whereas in Camp Randall, you're walking in and you're walking out and you know you're going to have a good time. But I think the, the highs and the lows just aren't there like they are when you're in a Browns uh, uniform or in the stands at a Browns game. Madison does know how to party. Yeah. Joe, Baker, now old news. Who would have guessed that a year ago? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, crazy. We know the off-the-field stuff. It's been talked about mm-hmm. a million Let's talk on the field. I would say unequivocally, Deshaun Watson is the most talented quarterback in the history of the Cleveland Browns. 
I don't think it's close. Uh, I don't care about Otto Graham 7,000 years ago. Mm. There was not a, the, the, <laughs> nobody was playing then. And as talented as Bernie <laughs> is, Baker's a solid mm-hmm. quarterback. There's no way anybody's better. Now he's got to actually do it on the field and win games for the Browns. Mm-hmm. How much better are they when Deshaun Watson's on the field? Well, yeah, Deshaun Watson is a tier one quarterback. He's talent-wise up there with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and any of those superlative quarterbacks in the NFL because he can do it all. He's got a huge arm. He's got an accurate arm. He can move outside the pocket. He's incredibly smart. Um, He's experienced, right? So this is not just a guy that did it in college and the Browns are getting in in the you know first year where he was picked at the high in the draft and you know he may or may not transition to the NFL game like we know this guy can do it so it's just a matter of getting him out there putting the Browns helmet on and figuring out this offense and for Kevin Stefanski to be able to develop and tweak his offense to fit what Deshaun does best so I think when you talk about where is the ceiling for Deshaun I mean the ceiling's as high as there is for any quarterback in the NFL because there's nothing that he doesn't do exceptionally well. And when you contrast him with Baker or any of the other Browns quarterbacks, there was always a yeah, but like with Baker, it's yeah, but he's not all that big and he's not all that athletic. He doesn't move all that well. He's very accurate. He can throw well outside the pocket, but there are these parts of his game that aren't as good um, as some of the others. But with Deshaun, there really is nothing that could hold him back whatsoever. You know, Joe, we, we were in a, a pre-production meeting. We were talking about, you know, some of the players. And and, and Joe Batonio's name came up. And somebody said, there, he's going to, he has a chance to, to make the hall. I said, what? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I said, oh, Joe Batonio is one of the sneakiest good players the Browns have ever mm-hmm. had. Um, mm-hmm. Do you they think, learn from Joe yeah, playing yeah, next door? I, I right. mean, tell mm-hmm. us about him a little bit, and do you think he's one of one of the more underrated guys in the league? And he, if he does have a chance to make the Hall of Fame, if he continues to play at this high level, yeah, there's no doubt for a lineman. So much of your accolades for Hall of Fame uh, relates to the longevity with which you play, right? Because you really got to get up there eight, nine, ten Pro Bowls to put yourself into that category when you're comparing yourself to other offensive linemen that have made the Hall of Fame. And Joel, I don't know how long he wants to play. I haven't asked him about that, but certainly he's putting together a resume that will stack up very favorably against any other guards that are in the NFL. Now, if they continue to have success and he continues to play at the high level that he's playing at, and it doesn't hurt having guys like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield because as your running backs get credit and get the acclaims, like some of that starts to spill down and waterfall to you and people start (laughs) noticing you. Um, And I think too, for offensive linemen, like get into the playoffs. If they make some playoff runs, if they win a Super Bowl, those are all things that get talked about when a player retires and they start saying, hey, is his resume good enough to get him in the Hall of Fame? And certainly I think the performance, the way Joel plays is at a Hall of Fame level. Now we just got to see how long he can do that and how the rest of his career unfolds. Yeah, Pro Bowls, playoff appearances. If you're exceptional and the best at your position, like Joe was, you can get there without a big playoff right. resume. Hopefully, but the PFF th- grades now. I know some people. Yeah, that helps people kind of sort it out. Help time. offensive linemen yeah. now too. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Um, I love when you tell stories about the Browns. I have a favorite that I've heard you tell, um, and maybe this is your go-to story for the Browns. But what is your favorite Cleveland Browns story? Your go-to at the banquets, um, one that leaves them laughing every time. What's your favorite one? Oh man, there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> the one that I remember was was uh, when you introduced a, yourself like a to a quarterback in yeah, the huddle. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. There's like a Shakespearean irony and sadness to most of my stories <laughs> being uh, the owner of a one and thirty-one record down the stretch there in my Oof. career. But uh, my favorite, yeah, probably is the the easy one. Uh, going, we're in Pittsburgh. It's the fourth quarter. We're driving down the field, and surprisingly, I think we're four and eleven at this point. But um, we're giving the Steelers a run for their money. I don't even remember if Big Ben is playing, but I think we're down by like seven. And so we're moving into the Heinz red zone and the uh, sticks from Renegade by Sticks is playing. And uh, all of a sudden, my left guard, who's a backup at that time, he goes the wrong way on a protection. And our third string already quarterback um, is back there and just gets his head taken off. And he's laying there. 
and he can't get up. So the trainers come out, they pull him off, and they're able to get him to the sideline. But now we've got the fourth string quarterback coming into the game. And unfortunately, that was a guy that we had just signed off the street a few days before because uh, we had some injuries, obviously, going into that game. And so not very many people knew who he was, and including his left tackle. And so he gets into the huddle, and it's still a TV timeout because we had an injury. And it's third down now, and they – bring this quarterback into the huddle and i turn to him and i say hey it's really nice to meet you i'm joe thomas and i'll be your left tackle on this third down and uh, turns out the guy's name was josh johnson and he ended up having a pretty good nfl career for a journeyman type quarterback um but that one kind of just encapsulates the uh, career that i had in cleveland and a number of quarterbacks that uh, i was graciously allowed to block for throughout my career. Yeah, that does sort of sum up everything. Like, it is bad. This is how bad it was. I had to introduce myself to a quarterback that was about to try to lead us (laughs) into a victory against Pittsburgh at Heinz. That's awesome. Hey, can you stick around? We do a top five list every day. We want to include you in on it. Are you good with that? Absolutely. All right, Mikey McNuggets, our producer, is going to take us through the top five. What is today's topic, first of all? Today's top cheeses, the five best cheeses. I've interviewed some pretty cool people. I don't get nervous. I'm nervous right now to go cheese for cheese with Joe Thomas. Yeah, didn't he say yeah. he's going to roast you on this? Uh, yeah, I think Joe I mean, may know a thing Wisconsin. or two about cheese. Yeah. All right, yeah. take us through the top five cheeses, and I, I want to hear Joe's thoughts on them. Go ahead. There we go. Number five, mm. pepper jack cheese. Uh, oh, wow, that's my it's number one. It's got a little one. kick. That's, that's it's meltable. One. It's versatile. Uh, and it has a high meltability rating. Number five, pepper jack. Joe, what do you make of that? That seems low to me. A little low. No, pepper jack is a very down the middle, like normal cheese. It's it's not good in a lot of applications, um, except for it's really good on like burgers when you're trying to add a little bit of heat to something. But it's basically just a cheddar, so it's pretty boring it, for a guy uh, like Mikey McNuggets. I'm not exactly surprised that he went with boring for his. In other words, five. you're wow. vanilla. Well, you should rip these guys even Mr. more. Yeah, because I like it. One, I, I love one. pepper jack. I can't wait to hear his top five. What do you have at yeah. number four, Mikey? Yeah. That's a number sandwich four. cheese, your kids. Parmesan cheese. Name any dish, put Parmesan on it, it's automatically better. Number four, Parmesan. Joe? I love Parmesan. It's one of the most underrated cheeses that's out there because most people just think about Parmesan on uh, pizzas, maybe on salads, you know, shredded a little bit. But uh, if you have a charcuterie board and you throw some Parmesan on there for your hard cheese lovers, it's one of the best cheeses out there because it's got these little crystallizations in there that kind of give you a mouthfeel that you don't usually get with a lot of cheeses. It's also got a saltiness that's really favorable when you're pairing it with a lot of different cheese off the chain here. And some wine. He's going charcuterie board. Parmesan, you guys, buy a big brick or a big wheel of Parmesan and cut a couple hunks. It is mm. phenomenal yeah. cheese. It ain't cheap, but it's worth it. We got Bobby right. Flay no. in the house. That was the most in-depth description Never. of Parmesan cheese yeah. I have ever heard, Amazing. by the way, Joe. Amazing. You've got a future Thank as a food you. critic. I love Parmesan. Hall of Fame cheese Thank guy, you. too. McNuggets, what's number three? Real quick, Joe Thomas just called me Mikey McNuggets. Yeah. Are we best friends now, Joe? Yeah, we are. He's like, I don't even <laughs> know like that. I mean, I think the name's got to stick now. It does. Yeah. yeah. Number three, I'm not going to lie. This should be higher. I chickened out. Goat cheese. Great meltability mm. rating. Yeah. It goes good on burgers, salads. It's versatile, no. and it, frankly, it tastes amazing. I love it. I'm with you, Joe. Remind me to put love this on the list of stuff that brothers don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no goat, goat cheese. cheese. <laughs> Joe, Joe, do you like I, it? You should add goat cheese into the diet because it's outstanding. The spreadability. Cheese, Joe, if you're bro. coming up with a top five <laughs> cheese list, you got to yeah. have a spreadable cheese, and your goat cheese is going to be up there, number one. Wow. Number one. Yes, spreadable is spreadable cheeses. For spreadable cheeses. For spreadable cheeses. Okay. It's not bad in the flavor department either. Some people stick with cream cheese on spreadable. What's number two? (laughs) Take a take a double barrel pork chop and spread uh, uh, cream. not cream cheese. You got me going. Goat, goat cheese. cheese all over yeah. that. Yeah. Blueberry compote on top. It'll blow your mind. No, I'm Man. starved. What's number go, two? Number two, mozzarella. Mozzarella sticks, top five appetizer. It's got the ooey gooey nah. goodness. False. And it could be good eating cold, and not all cheeses are good eating Joe, cold. Joe, you buying that? No, mozzarella is not in your top five. It's boring. <laughs> There's nothing to it. All these other cheeses do mozzarella only better, so get out of here. Uh, you've been dismissed. <laughs> no, the only Mikey reason you use mozzarella is because it's low moisture. And you don't want your pizza crust to get soggy. That's the only reason mozzarella deserves any airtime at all. <laughs> airtime. What's number one? This is it's tough. cheddar. 
I know it's kind of boring, but it's the most versatile. It Super goes boring. good on literally anything, wow. and it's the most common it. base I for love mac cheddar and cheese, too. which is delicious. It never Joe's not going to like it, though, yeah, but I love it. It never lets you down, but I, I think Joe actually will like it. Joe? I like it because you got to have one like baseline. Everybody loves this cheese. Yeah. It can go well with anything. You can age yeah, it like right. a 10-year cheddar. You can smoke it. You can do a lot of things with cheddar. It's a sandwich cheese. You can eat it by itself. Like it's the most versatile, and you gotta have a versatile cheese up there. Come on, Joe. He has really thought this out. Yeah, that's what that's what I love about Joe. What like Joe, Joe, what would be there's your no number pro, one? There's no provolone. There's Ooh. no American. There, there's no Swiss. Americans are processed. Americans are processed cheese. That doesn't even count. Joe, what's yeah. your number one? No blue cheese. Swiss. I like Swiss. It's got the most interesting flavors like to me. Too. I like the little holes in there. I don't know yeah. why. That's nothing to maybe just the mouthfeel, but uh, like a good baby Swiss is, is hard to beat. Number two would be Manchego for me. If you've ever had a Manchego, it like, it like kind of toes the line between a hard cheese and a soft cheese. It plays well on everything, and it does all the things that cheddar can do uh, only better. Joe, I think you love the holes because you created a lot of holes as an offensive lineman, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, that's right. It's all so about going guys. Up. Just bias there for me. Yeah, and Swiss is great on a burger. I love Swiss on a burger. Yeah. You know what? I think what we've decided here, Joe. There's a restaurant in Green Bay that I used to hit every time I was there to cover a Packers game. They have they make this soup. It's called a five cheese soup, and it's got mm-hmm. somehow it's it's got beer in it as well. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> beer it, cheese it, soup is I great. Mean, how, how can you go? I, I, it's the only place I've ever had it. Yeah. Is 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 Wisconsin? But they, they use five different cheeses and the beer in the soup, and I'm starved just thinking about it right now. You can't. You can put oh. cheese in everything and make it better, no doubt. Cheese makes everything better. That's the moral of this story. But yes. beer cheese soup—that's something that's kind of funny. You're right. It's very regional. Wisconsin makes it. I've never made it, so I don't even know if they really actually put beer in it. I'm assuming by the name, but yeah. uh, I, we should bring that to Ohio because it is damn oh. good. Listen, it would go crazy in Ohio because we, our oh. first cousins really are Wisconsin folks. Where yes. I think we're really close much. philosophically and everything else. That's why I fit here. Real so quick, well. Joe, what's the mo- we saw Nick Chubb squatting? I've been asking everybody about this today. Nick Jesus. Chubb, have, have you ever squatted that much? And is he no. the biggest stud running back ever? I got to think so. I mean, I know that Saquads is, you know, known for having some big squats, but the way Nick Chubb put that weight up and down was unbelievable. I was like at my peak, super strong when I was 20 years old. I was like a 600 pound squatter, but Chubb is like a 750. I mean, his squats and those legs, that strength that he has in his hips, it's no wonder he steamrolls guys every Sunday. No doubt. It is crazy. Joe Thomas. buddy. Cleveland loves you. You know that. And uh, when you're when you're back in Cleveland, please come by our studio because Love it's it. great that you called him Mikey McNuggets. But if he ever gets to meet you, he'll fanboy it straight into a coma. I promise you that. Joe Thomas, the greatest lineman ever to do it in our view. Joe, thanks so much thanks, for joining Joe. the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And that, my friends, is how you break down food. The way Joe, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. He took the same approach that he takes to a football game. He in-depth knowledge. He went down in the weeds on all the cheese. It's like a scientist. He, that, that was yeah. phenomenal. That was that was just amazing. That, uh, that, that one sec- of a kind. That second cheese he mentioned, mentioned with the crystals. That, with the crystals. Yeah, yeah. He's that, like that, that crystallizes. Well, yeah. He really? mentioned an expensive cheese. Like, okay. That cheese is the one you get. That, that's a giant eagle brand. That's. That's for forty-five dollars a pound. <laughs> yeah. We don't get that. Like, what do you mean? I do no. love American cheese, even though it's processed. Yeah, I mean, to defend yeah, you, on I'm that. not a fan of I like, American. I'll I like, eat it, but I like it all. I do like it on a burger. Yeah. All right, um, are you want a break before final takes, or you want to do the final takes right now? We're gonna break real quick. Okay, we're gonna do final takes. Quick break on the other side. We'll wrap it up with our final takes. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show coming right back. All right, we're back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I want to thank Joe Thomas again. I think that was, uh, that was awesome. his buy-in on the interview. That's kind of silly, you know. You don't know how they're going to react to that. Right, right, but right. He, he, his buy-in on the cheese thing was absolutely yeah. off the charts. Time for final take. Bull, you are on the clock. Guys, you know, I, I'm sick of this. And I used to be a culprit of this. Of everybody's got rules for fans. You can't do this and you can't do that. And if you don't do this, you're a bad fan. All that stuff is nonsense. We're always too busy criticizing each other. I'm guilty of it, but I've stopped doing it when it comes to fans. If you don't want to watch your team because they stink, that doesn't make you a bad fan. That makes you smart. If I'm watching a TV show or a movie and it's bad, I'm not going to keep watching it just for some perceived loyalty to the team. It doesn't mean I don't love the team. If my favorite team stinks, 
I'm not as locked in, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we don't need to criticize. We, we put each other into camps, whether you're a Baker guy or a Watson guy, or I'm a guy who goes to the game. I'm a guy who watches on TV. Everybody does fandom their way. If you want to have a favorite AFC team and NFC team, when I was a kid, I would have been like, you're an idiot. You can't do that. Now, I've relaxed on that. I'm going to stop telling people how to be fans. You root for your team, whether it's Cleveland or anywhere else, yeah. the way you want to do it. And stop judging people for how often they watch. It's not a competition who's the best fan. Everybody's a good fan in their own way. Everybody can do it in their own way. We need to stop judging people. Yeah, you do you and let everybody yeah. else do that. The one thing on fandom that I don't have a tolerance for is when you go to a game and a fan is crossing the line with his criticism of the other team or even a player that plays for his team. Getting personal with name calling. Absurd, yeah. Ruining your environment around it because everybody else paid for their ticket too. Yeah. They don't want to hear you yeah. yell to a professional athlete, right. you're a bum. I was He's not a, a bum. He's I was a in a, the Cubs-Pirates wild card game in 2015, right? 2015, Cubs-Pirates wild card game. And, and everybody in Cleveland knows I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm at the game. This guy's sitting behind me. He's a Pirates fan, and he says, Jake Arrieta, I want to slit your throat. Yeah, that's Can ridiculous. Can you imagine? Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. I look, turn around the guy. I'm like, what? Are you insane? You know what my rule is? If you wouldn't say it to the athlete right. to his face right. with just you and he in the room, keep it to yourself. But however you want to root within reason, obviously. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if, 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 you. if your team's 2-11 and 11 and you want to check out, yeah, look, I get it. you a bad fan. I got yeah. other things to do. I don't have to watch every game if the team stinks. G. Bush, totally final agree. take. Hey, my dad one, one week about, oh, 25 years ago goes to a pawn shop and he gets this little radio transistor television, right? And it's black and white. And I'm like, Dad, why are we going to get this little this little uh, radio and TV thing? He said, listen, you'll learn. Sometimes we don't get the Browns games like that. So what he used to, what happened, and the reason why he got that was we got a feed out of uh, another state, Pennsylvania. And when the Browns games used to get blacked out, we would be able to watch the Cleveland Browns on this little radio television type thing in black and white. With rabbit ears. With rabbit ears, pulling wow. them up in foil. And I said, this is great. And and I look at it now and say, look how far we've come. Mm. Look how far we've come from your team not selling out home games and you couldn't even watch it in a local market to now. Your team, I would say, for the last five, six years or so has been the top team to talk about. You turn on Fox, you turn on ESPN, you turn on any any of your sports uh, channel and broadcasting, and the first thing they talk about is your Cleveland Browns. They only not only talk about your new quarterback, they talk about the backup quarterback or the quarterback we gonna get rid of every single day. And people are like, I, you know, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, we want to stay out of the mix, we want to stay out of this situation, we don't want any problems. But I tell you, listen, enjoy it. Enjoy the, the view from the top uh, of the food chain. It used to be the Dallas Cowboys and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith. It used to be Steve Young and Jerry Rice. Heck, we already know about the Patriots and Tom Brady. But right now, your Cleveland Browns are the hottest thing smoking. Sometimes it's going to be bad. Sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it might even be controversy. But just enjoy the view from the top of the food chain because right now, the Cleveland Browns, are proven once again that they are America's team. I buy that. I, the country cares. Um, yeah. The whole time I was at ESPN, most of the times we were talking about Cleveland, it was negative. Yep. But I, and I used to complain about that all the time. I'm like, guys, why do we always have to throw darts on the Browns? And he goes, and and it put it into perspective for me. He goes, you want to be the Lions? Right. Or irrelevant because they suck and nobody yeah. cares. Wow. The reason we're doing the Browns to your point was they get the fact that the Browns have a fan base that goes coast to coast That's and they right. move the meter. And after that, I, I kind of got it. Not that I ever enjoyed doing negative stories about Cleveland. The 0-16 hurt me Ooh. more as a broadcaster than anything I ever experienced because I hated it. But he put it into perspective for me when he said, you want to be the Lions? Yeah. Because no one cares about the Lions. At all. Except the Detroiters. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll be lovable losers, I guess. Well, so what you got, Brad? Well, I got this. And, I'm, and Jay and, and, and G. Bush brought it up. Uh, I'm, on this, I'm on this Tom Brady kick now, right? <laughs> so, and it's not Brady coming back for football. 
if you didn't pay, if you're paying attention, Brady just got awarded a contract for for broadcasting when he retired, whenever he retires, for a sum of three hundred seventy-five million dollars. Ridiculous. And, and I will tell you, this, I'm a capitalistic guy, right? But we're losing our way here. Tom Brady is getting three seventy-five, double what was out there in the market before for a guy who has done no broadcasting work, right? Period. And then we struggle to help the people that are really helping us. How about the nurses dealing with COVID? How about the teachers who are in the, in the, in the schools teaching these kids, right? We struggle to pay them, but we can sure find the money to pay Tom Brady. I'm sure Tom Brady has enough money, right? And the other side of it, it is there are other guys in this business, not us, right? Other guys in this business that uh, and women in this business that should be given a chance, right? I still, for the life of me, can't figure out how Fox felt like they had to double down on Brady and pay him this money when the market didn't say to do that. And then we will argue on other things about that things that need to be done. I go back to the teachers teaching these kids, nurses in the hospital fighting this COVID war, right? And other professions like that, that are always undermine or undervalue, but you need them every day, right? I don't need Tom Brady in the box for 375. I just don't. And I'm in the business, right? Yeah. But I don't need him in the box for 375. I'll tell you, so when you think about that deal, the shocking thing to me wasn't the annual sum. I figured, we talked about it yesterday, I said he's going to make in the neighborhood of 20 to $30 million per year. It's all about monetizing whatever your job is. And unfortunately, society doesn't put a high enough priority on teachers and nurses. Nurses, I think, are different. Teachers, it's hard to monetize it because... You're not bringing in any revenue. It's all about how much you're spending. Nurses, obviously, with healthcare, I think nurses are underpaid. But with Brady, I think the networks looked at what, and I hate to pick up my old buddies at ESPN because I'm friends with all of these guys that have come and gone in the booth over the last four or five years. But I think everybody would agree that that talent was underwhelming. For it being a property of primetime NFL, it just didn't seem to let, be up to let par. Let me be clear. And now Bra they're going to spend money to Brady's make sure they get. Brady's not bringing me in to watch the game. I'm no, watch, I'm watching but, the Browns. But I'm, not we also, watching, but, I'm not here for Brady. But we I'm also not. talked about this yesterday. They're spending so much money, billion dollar a year, to get the rights to these games. They understand that you're going to have schedules. That you're going to have weeks on a schedule where the game isn't attractive, yeah. and that's when research after research project that has been done shows that the broadcaster makes a difference. Yeah. And, t and Tom Brady you, moves Bryce. the meter, man. Bryce, he does. He will. Hey, Bryce Young. I agree with you. Money. I don't watch it for. I'm not watching for Tom Brady, but C some. But obviously, people. C.J. Stroud, get your money. Travion Henderson, get your money. Yeah, yeah everybody. All, all and them you're kids, right. You're 100 percent right. Fox, that's why. That's why our kids are dumb. Fox than ever. has the bag because they're giving the colleges yeah. that same level of money. T get your money. Yeah, Teachers they, are having to pay for their own supplies. It's, it's, it's absurd. Disgrace. Again, yeah. because you're talking about a profession that doesn't yeah. monetize right. itself, no, but, but they produce the most important commodity of the of all jobs in the United States. What are they producing? The future. Our future. Yeah. And we and, and we undervalue that. And as the state a tests suck. The whole our whole education. Our, our education. Disaster. We're supposed to be disaster. one of the most powerful and dominant countries in the world. Our yeah. education is ranked 37. We're not teaching the them world. how to spend money. We're not uh, elementary school kids are doing gym once a week. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. My final take today is on Evan Mobley and how I'm begging Cleveland sports fans to appreciate this guy. And here's why we spent a good portion of the show talking about him today. You're never going to read about Evan Mobley getting arrested for breaking the law. You're never going to see him throw the middle finger at a fan. You're never going to see him lose his cool and go into the stands. He's not going to be that guy. We have been blessed here in Cleveland to have guys like our guest from the last segment, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is not just an all-world player. Joe Thomas is an all-world human being. He is a guy that every parent of every young sports fan in the country can point to and say, be like him. Follow his path. You heard him talk about his loyalty could have chased the money. He could have gone elsewhere. He didn't. Why? Because Joe Thomas is about loyalty. And I think we can all agree that's a pretty good characteristic to build your brand around. Evan Mobley is that dude. He is that guy. I expect that he will stay here throughout his career. I could be wrong. Maybe he'll chase the money down the road. But I think in Evan Mobley, Cleveland has a guy that we better appreciate while we have him 
And we better show him the love because when he does have the opportunity to leave, that love that kept Joe Thomas here from you to him might have a lot to do with keeping Evan Mobley in town. He's a phenomenal young player. I think he's an even better human being. And he's somebody that parents can feel comfortable in saying, be like Evan. He just bought his mom a new car for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of athletes do that, but it's just the way he carries himself. He's a pro's pro. We're lucky to have him, and we got to make sure we do everything in our power to make it impossible for him to walk away from the greatest yeah. sports city in the country. We've talked about Jose Ramirez this week and how lucky great a superstar he is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And same thing, you know, Mobley. And I think Garland's the same type of guy. Yep. He has yep. said, yeah, I, I, I want to be here. He doesn't yeah. want to go anywhere else. Time may change that. But we had one of ours willingly leave twice. Right. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. And that's why a lot of folks are saying, no, I'm good. I've been burned before. I've been burned twice. We don't need that anymore. And wherever you stand on LeBron coming back or not, that's a personal, that's a separate topic. But when we get outsiders like Joe Thomas and Jose Ramirez to come to our cities and say, I love being here. I could have, I could have made more money elsewhere. Joe could have had a better deal. Jose, same thing. They decided to stay where their yeah. hearts were. And that's a testament to you, the fan. We made it too hard for them to leave. Right. Let's do the same thing with Evan. Absolutely. Wilson. Guys, great job. Good hump day. Yes. I think we did, had a lot accomplished today. Mikey McNuggets, I think we're really entrenched there. We're going to have a vote next week. I, I, Joe yeah. Thomas used it. How do we not use it forever? Right. I think it's over. I think it's you done. have to, once Joe Thomas uses the I think nickname, so, too. Do we really, I think we should so not no even vote? Do a vote. I don't think so. It's up to you, Mikey McNuggets. Joe Thomas, an elite guest, but we love our audience. We got so we to get the audience All right. boost involved. So we're we'll a democracy. still have the poll. All right, fair enough. All right, we will vote. We're out of time. We went overtime today. This is all bonus show. Days. It's all bonus show. Don't forget, you can, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you can hear the Ultimate Sports uh, Show, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show daily. Make sure you uh, go to our YouTube page, subscribe, like, hit the notifications, and we will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. For some, it is bright and early. 11 a.m. <laughs> Our Thursday show is going to be jumping. We will see you then. We love you, Cleveland. See you tomorrow.